0: I'm not going to do it. I said I wasn't going to do it. So I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to start the show off by saying, what's up guys, James Gutman here on high pod. I'm dad. Welcome back. You may have found us on any of the streaming services. You may have found us on high pod. i Um, where we host all of our archives, all of the shows available right there. Thank you for joining likes subscribe. I don't know, do stuff, do just do stuff to the thing and then stick around. How's that? We'll just say that from now on. Uh, Thank you again. It is Memorial Day weekend Friday. A lot of people off. My kids, they were off. Not a lot of snow days this year. Don't you hate that when they punish you for that? No snow days? Back in the winter, you're like, yeah, all right, go to school. And then along comes the spring. Although they do give you the long Memorial Day, which I think is a nice trade-off. So everybody gets to hang out a little bit more. It's been nice. I got Lucas in the background. Lucas with the lid off. You may hear him. We may get a complaint from the Children's Television Workshop for the music in the background, but that's the soundtrack of my life. It's Rafi. It's Sesame Street. And it's good. That's one of the things I love the most about being able to do this podcast is that I can actually do it. While Lucas is here, I think a lot of parents listening know that feeling of kind of anxiety if you're out and your kid does a certain thing that you know he does at home that has become almost just a part of your life. And then you worry a little bit, is it going to piss somebody off? And I know you're listening to it, going, "Who cares if it pisses somebody off?" I'm like, "Exactly," but then there's going to be a fight at some point. I think I'm always prepared for these ninja battles that I've never had since he was a baby. When he first got diagnosed, he was clapping. He calls out. I used to wait for somebody to look over, They're like, "What? What?" Never really happened. It almost happened once. I talked about it. It was one of my favorite blogs that I have on the site. If you check it out, it's called The Boy in My Son's Window. And it's a story of Father's Day a few years ago. We had gone to a one of those diners on Long Island. Everything on Long Island that's like really worth its salt and seafood. You have to be able to see the water. And you have to sit on the water. And it has to smell like seafood. It's not really that great. It's not terrible. But um, I think it's a bit of an acquired taste. I remember being a kid and going to some Long Island seafood places and wanting to throw up because... <laughs> We're basically on the water. But as you grow up, you're like, no, they're good. And they are good. Either way, we were out and we were dining for Father's Day. And as Lucas was sitting in the restaurant, I could see outside the window a boy looking in the window at us. And it's like he was looking over and he was looking at Lucas's iPad. And I'm just like, you know, kinda, you know, peripheral, not really dealing with it. Keeping up conversation. Then I see him and it looks like he's like laughing and smiling. And now it's like the corner, I'm like, is this kid laughing at my, like, I'm going to go and fight whoever he's with. Like, this is, this is it. It's happening. It's like, you know, this is not a drill looking over they're looking at his iPad. And then I see him go over to the family and I see them kind of like bounce around. Cause again, I'm just seeing silhouettes. Now I'm mad. And I look over and I look at the family and they're all laughing together. I'm like, what the, and now I'm pissed. And I'm looking over at them and we're just like glaring through the window at this family. They don't see me. Right. It's like the weirdest thing. They don't see me. I'm glaring. And then I see this kid who's got to be around like Lucas's age, maybe a little bit older, like bouncing on his dad's leg. And I thought, look at his family all happy, bouncing on his, I'm like, hey, what? Because that's not something that like, a you know, a 10, 11, 12 year old would do normally. I mean, maybe, maybe your kid does it. But I think as far as what I would assume would be happening, that would not be what I would think would be happening. I was 11, 12 years old, I get it. And then I realized that, he was like, he wasn't laughing at Lucas. He was just like Lucas. He was, you know, at special needs. He was with his family out for Father's Day. And here's the kicker, is that Lucas's iPad was the same as his iPad. So they were laughing that he saw the iPad. <laughs> and that's when, I don't know, man, it changes kind of how you see things. And you realize that we're not alone out there. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of times for parents like me, um, with a child, like my son, nonverbal, With autism, you you tend to feel alone from the beginning because it's not like, it doesn't usually happen where like a friend has a child the same exact age going through it. If anything, you have somebody who's already had a child who's been diagnosed in your life when you're starting to suspect that your kid might have autism, but it's rare to have somebody like around your age range. So the assumption when you're out is that everybody's looking and everybody's like, hmm, but the more people I talk to, the more people I meet, it's something that people are familiar with. People have a nephew, they have a neighbor, they know someone. It doesn't, it isn't as alone as you would think it is. So that's, uh, oh man, that gives me solace. It's kind of a happy, a happy thing to think about because we've, I've had both and I kind of feel like with my son, like it's always good to go to a place that has that, you know, they allow you to kind of do your thing. I don't really... Bring Lucas too often to something that requires absolute silence. And at his age now, I've started to learn what I can expect and get from him. Somebody had asked me the other day about if he goes to the movies, and he can. He likes to go to the movies somewhat. He doesn't really pay attention to the movie, and he'll fall asleep in the chair. Lights kind of dim down. My son is awesome. I'm going to tell you why. He puts up with our world. And that's one of the angles on the whole autism appreciation thing comes from that I think people forget. I asked so much of my son to go out and do these things, things he doesn't want to do. And he might not do some of them, but he does a lot of them. Maybe he does as many as he can. And that I appreciate too. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, I like having him in the background. We could do this. I've told the story a million times. I'm going to tell it again. because It's fitting the time where I was on the phone with the cable guy and he was screeching in the background and he asked me if I had birds. And I said, what? And he goes, do you have birds? I'm like, no i mean what kind of weird question is that right in the middle of a call about cable i said no i don't have birds and he goes all right and we keep talking we're doing the thing He's like "Are you shit? he looks, is clapping and and squeaking in the background he's like are you sure you don't have birds like it's like some joke i'm playing on the cable guy and i told him point blank I go, no, that's my son he has autism um he's just clapping in the background are we good or what and he's like oh oh that was a fun moment. I like when you, when you get to have moments like that. There haven't been a lot of ninja battles that I suspected or, or fist fights on the street, but I have had a few of those kind of awkward exchanges. I mean, but you know what? Honestly, by and large, I get questions and I like getting questions about my son. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I speak for everybody. I don't want to speak for everybody. I think it all comes from where the question comes from. Do you know what I mean? And I think it is kind of a tough thing to navigate because there was a time when Lucas was getting diagnosed when he was coming into his own with all this where I was sensitive to questions from people. And I think one of the reasons why was it was the questions that I didn't know the answers to that bothered me the most. And I know people thought it was a touchy subject, but it was more every time I didn't know an answer or I couldn't predict an answer, I felt like worried and you know scared of the future, that kind of a thing. But ever since he's gotten older, he's become more comfortable. It's part of life now. You know what I mean? It's not... um. I mean, there's still things in the future that we worry about, things to come, all that. But it's not as kind of foggy of an image as it was when he was two years old. And that's what makes it hard sometimes to get questions. But I like getting questions. I like people asking me about his communication device. How do do we communicate? And it's funny because we have so many... uh, back and forth, like hand motions and things that we could do that I kind of feel like I understand a lot of what Lucas wants, a lot of what he doesn't want. I can predict like what he likes already and what he doesn't like. He has a way of telling me, but there's still some things that like you really can't communicate. Like today we went by uh, the pool. He likes the pool uh, where I live and it's closed and he didn't get that he couldn't go into it. So I kind of, that's hard to explain a little bit, but my favorite actually happened. I was told this by his teacher at school and it's such a funny thing because I didn't even think about it. She said, she was like, this morning we think his leg fell asleep. And he like didn't know what to do. And I don't know, I just think it's so funny. He said he tried to get up, but he was like looking at it. And I mean, and you can help him with it, but it's like a really a hard concept to communicate to him, which is funny. Like there's a back and forth and there's things that he wants. I don't know what he wants. He'll get upset and I'll be like, I don't I don't know what you want. Uh, but there's definitely things on my end that I'm just like, I don't know how to tell you this. It was hard to teach him about food cooking. I think that just came down to to observing it and seeing it. People have questions about that. Um, yeah, he doesn't have a lot of the same kind of sensory issues that people expect. I've always said he fell he fell asleep on a roller coaster uh, at Disney. Essentially, he fell asleep. <laughs> he falls asleep everywhere. He really does. He falls asleep at dinner. He doesn't care about um, loud noises, fireworks. I've seen him <laughs> fall asleep during fireworks. Not a problem at all. Uh, I've never seen him smell anything. Um, he makes eye contact, things like that. But he has autism. I mean, that's it. It doesn't all look the same. And that's, I guess, what uh, the main takeaway that I always give when people ask questions. But again, thank you. I'm so glad I get to have him in the background. I'm so glad I get to record this, talk to you guys. Thank you again for joining me. Uh, Until next time, next Friday on HiPodOnDad.com. This is James Gubbin saying, be well. Bye, bud.